Good morning. So, in order not to bore you with my testimony, tell me, uh, raise up your hands if you heard my, uh, already my story. Oh, yeah. So, um, I'm originally from Moldova, but uh, in 2005, I ended up in the uh, U.S. It's a, a separate story. I had a conflict with the president's son, and that time we had a communist government. And um, uh, I've, I lived in uh, St. Louis, Missouri. That's from where I got this accent. <laughs> and uh, I'm in Southern California uh, trying to work with the immigrants, especially with the Muslims, uh, because I've seen that uh, Muslims are the most unrich, um, is the most unrich group here in the U.S., and we try to go to the mosques to... Um, uh, preach the gospel and uh, praise the Lord. Uh, I don't remember when I would go there and God will not allow me to uh, present them the gospel. And uh, our main goal is to let every Muslim in this country to hear the gospel at least once. So um, I feel like it's not fair to them. They lived under um, regime been uh, indoctrinated from their childhood uh, under uh, religious pressure. Now they moved to U.S. and I met so many people. They've been living in this country for 20, 30 years and never, never heard the gospel. And um, I feel like they're in our backyard and God sent us, uh, sent them to us. Um, because maybe we were not in a hurry to go to them. And um, I believe that um, it's our duty as a church to allow them to hear the gospel at least once. But every time we go to the mosque, we actually uh, look for one person. Is that person, which Jesus described him, he said that nobody comes to him unless it's drawn or taught by the Father. And uh, is that person which um, Jesus described in many, many ways, is a person who was prepared by God, and he said, said to us, go, because I sent you to reap the harvest. The disciples had a problem. They were looking at the harvest like it's four months uh, until the harvest will be ready. And if you, uh, you know farming, four months, uh, the... the land, the field, is not even um, green, it's dirt, uh, it's the time to sow, but Jesus said, no, 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 it's ready. It's ready, of course, not many people are ready, but um, um, we have to see that the harvest is ready, and we live now in the most amazing time, never, never before so many people were coming to know Christ, and especially among Muslims. So um, I grew up in Moldova. Now I have a family of uh, three kids. Um, the oldest, Vladimir, he's in South Korea. My daughter, Daniela, she is in uh, St. Louis. Uh, also, she'll be moving uh, to live with us. And the youngest, the youngest, um, uh, Emmanuel, if you'd like to offend him, you'll tell him that he's uh, that I'm taller than him, and he'll really get offended because now he's taller than me. Um, all my life, I was in martial arts, 
And um, my goal, my purpose was to become a black belt. Black belt uh, is the master level. And even though I got my black belt uh, some 25 years ago, um, what a black belt promised to you, um, it's all fake because I didn't get that fullness, that happiness, that fulfillment. And uh, that's where I knew that um, I need something more. I started to read the Bible only with the goal to uh, influence a group of people. Actually, I was having a double life as a president of Taekwondo Federation in my country. Also, I was leading a mafia group, having um, this double life. I was looking for a way how to influence my disciples. And that's when I got interested in the Bible because I thought that if uh, Jesus was so successful on um, uh, influencing his people, I might find some secrets in that book. And I found the main secret that uh, God has um, salvation for us and uh, for me, especially when he brought me to life. He left me to, uh, to serve my people. So not to be with them, but to, I was one of them. And that's why the message then spreads totally differently. We started to teach the Bible for every belt. In order to get to uh, the black belt, you have to go through 11 steps. And we included a Bible study for every single step. And before people will get their black belt, they will receive Christ. And um, after several years, somebody from South Africa came and uh, uh, he counted more than uh, um, a thousand athletes who accepted uh, Christ and who uh, started a new, a new life. Now I have to find out the secret how to move the picture. Yes. So um, um, some of them, um, some of the former mafia guys, then they were really mad. And um, some of them were trying other mafia groups. They were trying to come to our trainings, uh, trying to beat me up in order to boast uh, then to the rest of the guys. And I knew, and that's why I would uh, first beat them up, and then I would present the gospel. <laughs> and, um, you know, uh, uh, we had people who started to um, fall in love with the word of God. One of them, one of the mafia guy, he was a champion in stealing cars. In one day, he stole 24 cars. Now he's a pastor, and uh, all, the parishioners, <laughs> all, the, all the parishioners are coming to him uh, to get advice on what alarm system to set uh, for their <laughs> cars. So um, we started... Uh, with, uh, with a group of, um, uh, of 20 so people, but um, God multiplied us. Then we didn't know how to serve the Lord. So, and um, since we didn't have many people who stay in line to come to us, um, our focus was on the uh, Muslim world. Uh, our teachers, uh, me and Costello Oglici, they taught us how to study the Bible inductively. And uh, we saw that that's the real weapon. And since we've seen 
what the Word of God did to us. We wanted many people to experience the same as you have the same desire. Once you experience that grace of God, you would like to share that grace with everyone. So that's why we started to go to those countries. And uh, we traveled from Afghanistan, Pakistan, Iran, Iraq, Turkmenistan, Tajikistan, and all the stands. And uh, um, we've seen everywhere God has these people. We call them people of peace, or we, people worthy to receive God's, uh, God's, uh, God's uh, salvation. And um, that's how uh, we've seen churches planted in uh, different places. Uh, we've seen people to uh, come to know Christ. And here I will show you just some. Here's Vasilia, one of the first disciples in Afghanistan. Uh, we were starting with Bible camps. That's how we send missionaries if they don't want to go. Here is different. Oh, you got that. Here is, um, um, that's the places I traveled with the gospel, but we have Alex here. He has his map. Everyone has his uh, map because God sent us to different uh, countries, different places. Here's the main border between Afghanistan and uh, uh, Tajikistan. All the bridges up to Kabul in that time were made of uh, Russian tanks, and I found out that at least a good use of Russian tanks can, can, can be... Um, uh, in Afghanistan. So, um, shopping mall, yes. And uh, here is the fir first uh, sport camp in Afghanistan. Um, and um, here is my son. Uh, in some places, we, uh, our goal was to be invited because that's how Jesus said, knock at the door. If uh, a person of peace is there, you'll get into that house and share with them. And the peace will remain with them. If they reject that, then go to the next. So, um, and, um, but today I would like to share with you um, something which I believe we all can benefit of. So let's look today in the uh, gospel and uh, read few verses from Matthew 9, verse 35. If we, we desire to have a good life on this earth, then uh, we have to do what Jesus did. I know that people are busy, people have their lives, but anyway, somewhere we have to include these occupations which were so important for, uh, for Jesus. Name four occupations of Jesus on this earth, reading verse 35. First of all, if you look, he was going. You're not sitting, waiting. He was going. And um, he taught his disciples, go. And we change and come. Come to our services, come to our events, come to our outreach events, to our groups. And Jesus said, go. And even though uh, I believe it's both and, anyway, his method was ongoing. Going where people are, going to your neighbors, going to um, 
a new family, going where people are, because when you go, you bring them the Spirit of God. But I never seen that when, you, when I appear in one place for people to fall on their knees and to repent. I bring the Spirit of God, but people don't repent. I didn't see that even in the in life of Jesus. When he was appearing, people w- would not fall on their knees to repent. So uh, the presence of the Spirit is not enough. One P is not enough. You need the second P to proclaim, to proclaim the good news. And that's why sometimes that's the part we are afraid of. I don't know, but um, let me tell you one thing. If you would only read one chapter, one story with your friends, that's good enough because you expose them to the Word of God. So, one P is the presence of God. The second P is to proclaim. But uh, nothing will happen because you need the third P and you have that, is the power of God. That's why um, many people don't see miracles only because they don't take the risk to say, what are your needs? Let me proclaim the power of mighty God upon your needs. And then it will be your turn to be amazed when those people will come back and will tell you how God works in their lives. We don't promise, we don't do anything. We just need to cover those people with God's prayer. With God's, God works in a mighty way in nowadays. And believe me, the days of uh, acts of, are not over. I, I see miracles everywhere I go. God is at work. So... He was going, but he was also, somebody said, he was teaching. What else? He was healing, and what else? Preaching, proclaiming. So um, that's the four occupations which are left for us. We have to go. In some, uh, some places you teach, and uh, I teach... God's followers. But on, on the street, you preach. You proclaim the good news. And, of course, we are all called to serve. So, what was Jesus' reaction when he was seeing multitudes? Look at the passage. He was feeling compassion. So, every time you drive by a stadium or by a concert hall, where you see multitudes, the reaction has to be the same, compassion. Why? Every question is to direct you to the passage. Yes, they were distressed, scattered, like sheep without a shepherd. And uh, Jesus stated a problem which remained till now. And what is that problem? Yes, always is a lack of workers. And he said, we can change here the situation, but you have to do something. 
What can you do? Go. He said, first of all, <clears throat> um, he said, uh, first of all, that you can pray, right? Um, pray that God will, uh, will send uh, more, more workers, right? And um, beseech the Lord of the harvest to send out workers for, uh, for his harvest. Maybe they prayed, but not, not properly prayed. And that's how sometimes when uh, I will say, hey, uh, do we have the same problem? Yes, let's pray. And people pray, and always I hear that, that wrong prayer. Lord, send more workers, please. And just imagine that uh, you would like to reach out your, your town. How many workers do you need? In my church, they said, oh, we need um, maybe, what, a thousand. How about your state? A few, uh, few dozen uh, thousands will be good. How about your country? Oh, we need at least one million. And how about the whole globe? A few millions will be good. And just imagine that you are staying in the front of the one who can give you any Billy Grahams or any numbers of teachers and uh, evangelists, that's what Jesus was staying in, in front of his father, and he asked, Lord, give me 12. 12. So if you would like to go large, start with few. And the prayer was wrong. You know why? Because... Maybe they also prayed, Lord, send more workers. And look at verse 1. And then on, in verse 5, Jesus, um, these 12, they, he gathered them and he sent them. So the right prayer is not God send more workers. God send me. This is the only prayer which God will expect from, from us. Because if we need more workers, who is going to make them? <clears throat> God will work, but you have to go. I discovered that people, they don't go because of three reasons. First reason, they are not convinced why. There are still people in the church who believe that the mission, the Great Commission, is not for everyone. It's for evangelists. It's for professionals. And uh, it's very clear, and I can uh, read several verses for, uh, for you this morning, to see that the Great Commission is absolutely for everyone who calls himself um, disciple of God. More is that there is no retirement in God's kingdom because Jesus said in Matthew 24, when he will say, stop, he wants us to, find, uh, uh, to be found on the full speed like the, like the, like, uh, the runner uh, when he hits the, the, the finish. He said that that servant is a good and faithful whom 
his master will find him doing so. So um, that's why Jesus said in 2 Corinthians 5, verse 17, 18, 19, he said, I started this ministry of reconciling the person with God, and I pass it to you. Now you are my ambassadors. And that's why Paul said, if you believe in your heart, who knows? But if you start speaking with your mouth, that's it's evidence that Jesus is in your heart because Jesus in you cannot be silent. That's why Jesus said that only that servant is good and faithful whom I left to feed other, other slaves. Because you can read in the Bible that all people are God's slaves. But they are temporary slaves. They will not, will not spend eternity with their father. And there are only one, there is only one category of slaves. Those who, who have that seal, who are slaves forever, who will spend the eternity with the father. So, if we are convinced that we are sent, and you don't need gifts to make disciples. You need only power. Power which makes you a witness. Gifts are to, uh, to, to train insiders. You can check all four, four places about gifts because many people find excuses. Oh, I, I don't have the gift. I, I, I cannot do I'm not, a, I'm not an evangelist. And who said that you need to be an evangelist to witness Christ? So if we are convinced that we know why, then whom we should go? This is the second question which many people have to answer. Whom we should go to? We are scared to start with the strangers. Go to your people. Every time Jesus was sending to, his, to their wakers, wakers means your house. And nowadays means your circle of influence, your, your social network, your, your people who, who know you, you know them, your neighbors, your colleagues, your, your friends, your relatives, people who are far away from God, but they know you, you know them. Uh, why not praying for them? And uh, today, as a practical exercise, you'll write down five names of people who you know they are far away from God. But you know them. And this week, you'll pray for them. And while, while you, you'll be praying, maybe God will, will tell you, call that guy and tell him that you are praying. And ask him what specific, what spe how specifically you can pray for him. Let's write down five names. Five names of people who are far away from God, but you know them, they know you, and you can pray for them. Let's start.
If you'll only commit for one week, every single day, to pray for these five people, and just listen what the Lord will tell you. Next week, write down other five people. If you don't have five more names, get to know new people. And that will be a very good step. I usually start in this way. Your story, my story, God's story. When I meet with people, I'm saying, tell me, tell me your story. Usually I work with immigrants. I am asking them, oh, how, how, how did you come to this country? And um, I'm listening to, your, to their story. Usually people like to tell their stories. They have problems that uh, nobody wants to listen, but uh, you'll be a listener. So then, um, naturally, he expects you to tell your story, and um, you can um, tell the story short, in a short way that Jesus will be obvious in your life. And then, if he asks uh, questions, you can say, hey, I can see that you are interested in spiritual matters. How about if we'll get together? I can come to your house. Go on his territory. That's where his neighbors can come, his friends, uh, his wife can uh, hear, listen. Or if he's scared by yourself inviting, um, you can say, let's meet in a coffee house. And when you get together, you are the most knowledgeable Christians in the history of the church. Don't say, oh, I don't know what you say. Take a parable, a story of Jesus, which you like, and just read that story, and that will be good enough. Let the Spirit work. So, for 10 years, almost 10 years, I've been pastoring a church in um, St. Louis, when I heard a very strong message that I have to go on the field because I was spending too much time making a group of people happy. And anyway, they were not happy. They were finding a lot of reasons to be angry. And uh, I, made a, uh, I was very comfortable with the salary of a pastor, with the church, but uh, I had to be obedient to the call of God. You know when God is pressing, you know how, how you feel. Until you, you go and you do what he's saying, uh, you, cannot, you, cannot, uh, uh, you cannot resist. I, I remember one time when God told me in a, in a plane, uh, stand up and tell this plane if they will not repent, the plane will not land. They said, no way, no way. And for, uh, for hours I was saying, no, 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 no. And uh, uh, God was repeating, and I was saying, no. Until God shook that plane that I immediately stood up and I said, you know, I didn't want to say anything, but, but God said, if you will not repent, this plane will not land. And everyone let go like, <laughs> and, uh, you know, really, we landed in a different country after several hours. Everyone, like, uh, was a plane full of prostitutes. They were coming from, from their job from Cyprus. 
So we were two, only two men in that plane. And one of them sat near us and uh, she said, Let, let's, get, uh, let's get to know each other. I'm a prostitute. And my friend, Vasily, said, I'm a missionary. And, uh, but because they were mocking God, God shook that plan. And they repented. But after that, they, we landed. They all got drunk, uh, celebrating. But um, I believe that God will continue to work with their uh, hearts. That's how God told me move. And I moved now without salary. I went to... Uh, uh, California. I didn't plan to go to California. That's another story how I ended up there. But I saw so many nations who moved to this country and nobody's telling them about Christ. And I try to mobilize people from the church to go. And praise the Lord. A movement started in St. Louis. We have now people um, we have every year several thousand people coming together. Uh, we use sport, and we started many st Bible study groups through sport. And we have a movement of uh, people who go to the mosques. And my dream is to start the same in, uh, in uh, California. And that's why I hope that I gain today a group of people who will pray for me. Because until we will see two, three generations of disciples in new place, people will say, oh, that works in St. Louis, doesn't work here. And uh, when, when people start to, to come to know Christ, then when others are encouraged to go. May God bless you.